Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pallmeyer and Katya Dev. Okay, here we go. Another podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the five simple ways to improve your training session. And we've chosen some very simple yet effective things. So these are things that you could do in your next training session to feel so much better in your training training session. Uh, so let's start with number one. Katya, hello. Are you ready to hello. talk about? <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello. hello. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to fire off the first tactic? Um, number one, what do I want to start with? Um, maybe because I'm feeling a little bit hungry myself right now. <laughs> I'm going to start with the S-N-A-C-K-S. Snacks. Snacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't love necessarily the word snacks or next snacks per se. I mean, I don't, I'm not against snacks, but I, I'm for good nutrition, as most of you probably know. So I think the first thing I would like to share with everybody, which seems so simple, but most people don't do it, is to just fuel really well around workouts and that could like uh, that could look like bringing a snack to the gym and having a snack mid-workout it's um, often best to eat a snack um, before you get really hungry because that means at that point your body's already really deprived of nutrients and it'll be really hard for your body and muscles to fire well without being really well fueled and in fact, actually, your brain needs fuel before your body. But the problem is, if your brain is not well fueled, your brain will not, sig not signal to your body to do go hard. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure we keep that blood sugar up. And so that can look like eating and bringing snacks to the gym. But also, and maybe more importantly, really thinking about your fueling before you go to the gym. No, everybody is different. But a lot of people do go after work they go in the evening and often people might not eat all that well after um, lunch so I would really encourage people to consider a solid snack about an hour-ish before working out or definitely bringing a snack and maybe having the snack after warming up or earlier in the session depending on when you ate last and um Honestly, just fueling a little bit more makes so many people feel better and be able to go harder. And that also includes um, eating in the morning if you go before work. Um, there might be some people out there who don't love eating breakfast. And I'm not one of these coaches who tells people to do what they don't want to do. Everybody should listen to their own bodies. They really believe in that. But I encourage everybody to play around with fueling a little bit. Because even if you're not used to eating breakfast and it sounds really terrible, I would encourage you to just try to drink just half a smoothie in the morning before working out. Most people feel amazing working out um, well uh, after having eaten something. It can make such a huge difference. So can you tell us maybe some signs during or after your workout that maybe, hey, maybe you should 
consider fueling during your workout or before your workout? Um, I don't know exactly if, if, you, if this is a leading question, you have to give me <laughs> a stronger pointer, but I can tell you some things like fueling around workouts and why it's really important to not be totally nutrient deprived. Um, one is that I mentioned before, it's just your blood sugar. So simply just, you know, the amount of sugar that's circulating in your blood. And when I say sugar, I mean, you know, glucose, which is really the molecule that our body uses. Glucose is actually the main fuel that our brain uses. So actually just even just making sure that our brain is functioning well. I know we're working on our body, but that our brain is functioning well is so important. I mean, especially for climbing, when we do really complex and difficult movement, but also for our brains to signal our bodies to go really hard. Because when our brain signals starvation, our brain is not going to tell our body to do hard stuff because our brain is preparing for the future and starvation signals, I'm not going to have enough, you know, fuel to build this muscle. So we might as well not try very hard. So even just from that simple um, perspective, it's really important to regulate your blood sugar and like meaning, make sure you have enough um, sugar in your blood, meaning glucose that comes mm -hmm. from, you know, um, carbohydrates. And also actually protein is really important. Maybe that's what you were getting at. Protein is really important, obviously, because that's how we repair and grow our muscles after a workout. But protein is actually also really important for stabilizing that blood sugar that I just talked about. So making sure that you, it's not called a protein pool, but it's called the amino acid pool in your body, in your blood is really also full, is really important because um, it allows for your muscles to grow and you don't want to dip into that. You know, you, it's going to be counterproductive for your um, muscle growth, essentially. Mm -hmm. So actually eating um, protein before your workout is just as important because these amino acids, these, these amino acids actually stick around, you know, so when you eat protein before your workout, they will still be around after your workout because it, you know, we can store them for a couple of hours, but then obviously eating after your workout is really important too, like to continually, you know, replenish this amino acid pool. But actually turns out, and most people don't know this, I've written about this before, but actually the day after working out is one is also super crucial to make sure that your protein intake is really up to par because amino acid, um, I'm sorry, um, muscle synthesis, so muscle growth is really upregulated for about 24 hours. 24 hours after working out is when we think it's the highest. So yeah, having that post-workout um, protein snack is really important because Muscle growth is upregulated right away, but really making sure to continuing to feel well. And actually also eating carbohydrates while working out is also important to offset muscle breakdown because carbohydrate, eating carbohydrates has like a protective effect for muscle breakdown because if we don't have enough carbohydrates in our body and you know fat is not easily available, our, mass, uh, our body will also start breaking down or at least offset muscle um growth in order to make sure we're fueling our body first because the way our body works is you know obviously we want to survive before we grow muscle and climb well you know so we have to make sure those needs are met so actually eating enough carbohydrates and protein before during and after workout is really important fats are obviously really important too i don't talk about them very much but i do love talking about them i'm actually writing a post about them for a community this week um they're really important too. They're just not directly important for working out. They're just 
uh, fats are just important for being a healthy human being. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That might've been a long-winded answer, but you know, I get going. Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) love We should do uh, a nutrition. We should talk about nutrition. Yeah. Totally. And I can dive into it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. With that, I do want to add that hydration is pretty important too. It's still the same point. We're still at point number one. (laughs) (laughs) nutrition and hydration hydration is really important when we say hydration yeah water is really important but what's also super important is electrolytes and you can consume electrolytes with food for sure and again this is where i encourage people to perhaps play around with this because especially people who eat a very clean healthy whole foods based diet um can be low in electrolytes and that is really important for our muscles um, to function well Mm. Um, and also um, hydration is really important for our tendon health as well so we're not getting injured so yeah stay hydrated make sure you drink well before and during your workout and of course Mm. afterwards too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Okay. that was my point number one point number one okay snacks and hydration so um i'm gonna talk about the warm-up so this would be point number two. Uh, so warming up, I think everybody understands that, yeah, you probably should warm up, but why? Um, and really, like, it comes down to, like, what I really enjoy about the warm up is that it's a really good time to start checking in with your body. Um, the warm up is going to tell you a lot about where your body is that day. And maybe how hard you can push that day. Because as we know with like training programs, like, oh, today's Wednesday, I am supposed to do this limit bouldering session. But you know what? I only slept four hours last night and I didn't get enough snacks. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel a little dehydrated. Okay, so I'm actually not feeling great in my warm up. How can I shift my session based on how I feel? Um, So this is a really good time to check in with your physical state, your emotional state. Um, And then there's the actual part of warming up uh, and warming up, obviously, like we all know, like you should warm up to make sure you've got enough blood flow in your muscles, your joints, your tendons, you know, like all of that good stuff. And actually the more you can ramp up your warm-up like kind of slowly over maybe like a five to ten minute period the better it is um so like we definitely you know all of our athletes we have basically a very standard warm-up that we like everyone to do and they get really good at and then they just like memorize this warm-up um and it, it focuses on all joints of the body um and depending on you as a person maybe you have a very tight part of your body that needs to get opened up this is a good time to focus on that um so yeah ramp up your warm-up but don't do it for too long either there is such a thing as warming up for too long uh you know like actually a lot of my youth athletes um tend to warm up for a very long period of time and which is okay. I'd rather people warm up longer than they should. Um, but just understand that the longer your warm up, the more energy you're taking away from your main session. And so you kind of need to find that right warm up 
length or uh, depending on your session, you know, you're going to warm up a little different in a strength training session versus a hangboard session versus like a limit session. So you're going to have to like really dial that in. But, you know, I generally like a warm up that's anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes. And that gives me enough time to get everything ready before my main session. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Warming up is so important. I could use some of that right now. It's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing where I'm at. Um, but yeah, actually, <clears throat> some of my favorite warm-up routines are actually the wrist warm-up routine, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily do, but it's been really yeah. good for my wrists to warm them up. And it's really short once you have especially memorized it. And also my shoulders. I really love warming up my shoulders. It makes a huge difference. What are yeah. your favorite? warm-up routines or like what are your favorite parts because those are not the only two things I do yes so what are your favorite parts you know actually I love the spider-man press mm -hmm. uh that is probably the one exercise that I have had since I started training for climbing so I've done that almost every single session um love that exercise and that wrist warm-up man um you know, I got the wrist warm up from actually a handstand practice and realized that this is probably very effective for climbers. And since integrating the wrist warm up, I've had less issues with my wrists and my hands and my fingers just generally. And it also helps your elbows as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. with with the warm up, actually, uh, there's one. So the third part of this the simple ways to increase you know your your training session or improve your training session is breathing and so you can do this as part of your warm-up and you can do this at the beginning of your warm-up or right after your warm-up but i really like having folks spend a few minutes just sitting either in child's pose or on their back and set a timer for two to five minutes and you're just taking some nice deep breaths and you're listening to your breath maybe you think about things you note it you come back to your breath uh you could call this meditation if you want to but really the the reason why this is so effective is because it starts it regulates your nervous system and what we know about stress in general, like there's different types of stress. And when we work out, we call this eustress. Uh, it's a good type of stress. But if you're coming into the session feeling stressed from your day, maybe you just ran into traffic that flipped someone off in traffic and you're like, okay, now you're coming into the gym angry. Your nervous system is elevated uh, and you're tapping into your more of your sympathetic nervous system. and when you're already starting the session like that, you're using so much more energy than you need to. Um, and so we want to bring, we actually want to switch your nervous system from sympathetic into parasympathetic nervous system, which is uh, where you feel a little bit more relaxed. Maybe you let some of your stress from your day go before you even start training. And uh, some of our clients actually in our membership have said that They've been doing uh, the breathing every session that now when they start their workout, they're actually feeling more relaxed just automatically 
even before they even start the breathing exercise, uh, which is so cool. Oh my gosh. Um, so you can get a lot of benefit from that. And I would say the, the, the second benefit of this breathing is uh, you actually start your recovery process by breathing at the beginning of your session. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, our breath is so simple and so important. Yeah. I just briefly want to come back to being relaxed, you know, when training. Um, obviously, it's important for all the things that you've said, but I think it's especially important for climbing. Because I know you said training is you stress, so it's positive stress, but it's interesting for climbing because, for one, it's such a complex activity, you know, that we have to do. So being relaxed can really help us focus also focus on the climb you know we need to really be able to orchestrate really com complicated movements but also being relaxed can help us you're like not over gripping and therefore actually climbing better and being relaxed can also really help us with fear management which we're not going to get into today but you know for a lot of people climbing brings out some fears or some nervousness it doesn't always have to be a deep-seated fear but climbing itself can be stressful, you know? And so when we're already not relaxed, when we're already you know, using less of our brain capacity, you know, because we're like so busy subconsciously still being stressed, um, it's gonna impact our performance, you know? And climbing training, half of climbing training or more than that, probably 75% of it um, is on the wall. So mm -hmm. I think it's so helpful. I think probably for strength training in general, but specifically for climbing too, to, get into that relaxed and focused state and I don't know what people listening I don't know if you've ever thought about it but um I certainly definitely notice a difference in my climbing when I'm more relaxed and less stressed and another little trick if people want to try this is actually and this is specific to climbing I mean you can do this in other ways too but it's it's easy to do while you climb is actually to smile it actually turns out when we smile it relaxes us so smiling and also using our eyes and looking into the distance can also have a similar effect. Um, this works particularly well for people who climb on ropes. For bouldering, it doesn't work as well, just by the nature of bouldering. Like really, you know, a few moves that are really hard, it doesn't work as well to look somewhere else. But for sport climbing, you often have those moments where you shake out and you chalk up where you could just kind of stare into the distance and it actually signals our body that we're safe. And that can relax us and remind us that we're safe, just looking into the far distance. Also something we can talk about later when we talk more about strategies and tactics for sport climbing. So wanted to yeah. add that because you said that, but yeah, being yeah. relaxed is quite important. And the breathing exercises that we do are just two minutes. There are two mm -hmm. minutes that are well, well invested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was a really cool little even tactic that you slid in there with the smiling. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so we talked about stacks. We talked about warming up. We talked about breathing. Uh, so we have two more points that you can start working on right now. And um, Katya, do you wanna talk about this is maybe we... the, the most important one. Yeah, why don't we leave that? <laughs> I think it's the most important one, but it's also the one I suggested. Yes. Why don't is... you leave that for the end? Why don't Ooh, you do? Because okay. I think the yeah, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. The yes. Next okay. Got it. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Okay. 
All right, so I'm up. All right, so number four. And this one is resting enough between your attempts. Um, so obviously it depends on the type of session that you're doing, but for most people, especially maybe like if you're not on a training program and you're not trying to work on energy systems, uh, if you're just getting to the gym and you're like really stoked on climbs and you're just trying these really like really focus on giving every attempt the best quality attempt and then resting really really well and when i say resting you could be shaking out you could be breathing this is a really good time to implement more breathing um try not to look at your phone you know like <laughs> try not to um and when you're resting you can also be looking at your climb and figuring out okay i'm visualizing the movement i'm maybe mimicking the movement moving your your arms around shifting your hips around on the ground as you're looking at the climb and by giving yourself enough rest and kind of doing these like little mini tactics as you're resting the next attempt is going to be high quality again because you've just allowed your body to recover from that last attempt that you just did. And I don't think that enough that people uh, uh, really understand that rest is like the, the amount of rest is so crucial. Like one minute is not enough. Like really when we do really quality, hard attempts, it's probably gonna take you at least five minutes to recover from that. And there is a lot of research on this, maybe not in climbing, but from really hard efforts, we know that it takes a long time to really recover from something like that. So give yourself that time. You know, we, we may think that doing climbs back to back without any rest, like, oh, it feels really hard and oh, I'm getting pumped, but actually long-term, this isn't gonna be good for you. You're not actually, you're not learning anything. And it takes away from every attempt that you have in the future. So give yourself some more rest time. Uh, for our students, we suggest three to five minutes minimum. You know, try to get three to five minutes of rest. If it's um, a longer climb, you're, you might be resting 10 to 20 minutes between attempts. Yeah. <clears throat> what are some of your favorite strategies for resting? You use? I always set a timer, always, mm. because I am impatient. I'm, I'm like, oh, is it time yet? I'm like, mm -hmm. no, no, actually, I still have two more minutes. Great, and then I'll sit there, visualize a little bit more, uh, mm -hmm. chalk up, and do my breathing. Um, mm -hmm. So the timer really does help. Yes, you're looking at your phone, but I actually use my watch timer. Mm -hmm. I wear, I like to wear my watch when I'm climbing. Mm -hmm. And what about stretching while you rest in between? Oh climbs? yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, I, you know, this is a really cool strategy um, that especially if you're resting for longer periods of time, the, you're stretching. So I wouldn't stretch your fingers or your hands between attempts, but you could stretch your hips or your back, you know, um, or your calves. And the benefit of stretching is that one, it does increase that that uh, parasympathetic nervous system, 
So you tapping into that again. So you're feeling relaxed, which is good. Actually, I think a lot of people think that, oh, I shouldn't be relaxed before I try really hard. Uh, no, you, you are going to be able to bring it just as hard if you are relaxing uh, really well. Um, yeah, and, and it really does just help that recovery again. Um, and in some of the like the powerlifting literature, you know, they do uh, research on breathing and relaxation methods between lifts. And they see that the more you can bring your heart rate down, like the faster you can bring your heart rate down and the faster you can get into a relaxed state, uh, the better your performance is long-term and the faster your, your recovery for that next day of climbing or for them, it was the next day of lifting. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's a lot that you can get just from resting and breathing between attempts. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. It's also a great time to grab some water. Yeah. Thanks for drinking water and maybe a snack. You and know, maybe, maybe a snack. Yeah. Chat to a friend. I see people bring books to the gym. Oh, I that's a good bring, one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to bring my son to the gym. So I spend time with my son. That's one way of making sure you um, take enough time. I will admit it's also hard for me. I like to, I'm just always so excited, especially when I try hard things like projects. I'm so excited. I want to go. But especially when I try hard projects, I should be resting more. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the strategies is I that I love to do, especially outside, is going on a little walk. And A... It keeps, it keeps me warm, especially outside. You know, sometimes we climb and it's not very warm outside. So it keeps me warm, but it also keeps my circulation going to make sure, you know, all the metabolites are like being exchanged. And, you know, I'm getting ready. So I kind of like that. And the walk also helps with my breathing, actually. So I kind of just walk around the woods a little bit. It tends to be very relaxing for me. And especially before I do um, red point attempts, I go and walk quite a bit because I... I've been known to rest up to I went up to an hour mm -hmm. before sending. So mm -hmm. when I go out for red pointing, and this is a this is a boulder problem that I'm talking about. You know, it's not even a route. Of course, I rest longer before I attempt um, routes. But yeah, it's oh, definitely man. one of the things I've learned kind of late in my climbing journey. I feel like how important we should, resting is. We should talk about outdoor resting <laughs> tactics. I think we yeah. could make a whole episode just on that. Yeah, because it's different, you know, it changes the game yeah. a little bit. Um, I think in some ways it's easier, in some ways it's harder, but yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, and I, I think the point that you brought up about the stretching, yeah, if you're out, if you're doing outdoor attempts, yeah, I think I think the stretching could actually be very beneficial during your rest, your rest times. Mm -hmm. So why would it be more beneficial outside versus inside? One, because you don't feel rushed. I think when you're in the gym, um, you know, like people may, might only have 60 to 90 minutes to get their workout done. And when you're stretching in between, I think, I think we often rush the stretching or maybe it just like makes you a little anxious because you're, you're like, oh, I'm like wasting my time or something like that, you know, between attempts. And when you're outside though, like, you 
probably have a little area allocated for all of your stuff and you could have your little stretchy mat there and you could just sit and, you know, uh, give yourself a little bit more space and time to sit in those stretches a little longer um, to actually get some benefit out of it as well. Um, yeah. And it, it does force you to slow down, which mm -hmm. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. You too. Okay. okay. Last point. Up. Yes. The most important, the most important one, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> is to have fun. That's right. <laughs> I know it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. And I always have to remind people and people roll their eyes. Oh, you know, but I think actually it's interesting. We train a lot of adults and we kind of forget to have fun sometimes. And a lot of climbers are very serious. They really get into the projects. They really get into their training. They really get into their heads. And we forget to have fun. Like, you know, training and climbing ends up just being another chore on our list of things to do. And guess what? You know, we tend to not do things well that we don't want to do, that we don't enjoy doing. So having fun is quite important. And having fun is something that we can learn slash remind ourselves of. Because I do think it's something that we kind of forget a little bit. We get into performance mode or into, oh, I need to get this workout done today. You know, kind of like feeling that stress a little bit that you talked about. And actually that breathing can really help resetting yourself and putting yourself into that fun mode and to then also perform well when I say perform well I mean like train well or do your exercise as well it's also a life you know when we decide to train most of us are not you know pro athletes we we train and this is part of our life you know so I think having fun is just really important for that too and it really really helps with consistency like how difficult is it um to go and do something that you enjoy doing you know that's not as difficult versus something that you really don't enjoy doing and I really want to remind people that you know having fun is something you can try to practice you can try to be more intentional about and this this can look like you know wearing a really favorite outfit or sometimes I put on special earrings before I go to the gym or I love listening to podcasts or my own music when I go to the gym it could mean meeting up with special people um if you know they have the same intentions as you in terms of training it could also mean maybe treating yourself to that snack that you normally don't treat yourself to actually training could be a perfect time to have that special treat either before training or during training even i actually um like to recommend having like a special treat during training just because then you've already started to or at least making it to the gym before you have your treat instead of having it at home before you go and then you might still not go <laughs> but you know having it maybe after you warm up you know maybe you warm up and you reset yourself and then you have that treat if you want to have a treat um yeah making a playlist doing whatever you know is fun for you um it's really important because I think training especially can turn into a grind a little bit if you're doing the same things every week. So yeah, I think it's been really important for me for sure. And it works really well. And when you smile and you're more relaxed, you also just do your thing better. So it's kind of, you know, a, um, like a cycle. So that's my last tip for the world. Amazing. All right, so 
as a summary. So we've got our five simple ways to improve your training session. So we've got snacks and hydration. Do a good warm up. Try some breathing. Rest a little bit longer. Make those rests effective. And have fun. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Katya. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, as always, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. A few things before you go. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast or left a review yet, I would love for you to do that. It really does mean a lot to us when we hear from our listeners, and it also helps future listeners. If you also haven't subscribed to my newsletter, I suggest you also do that because every week I give climbing training tips, recovery tips, and nutrition tips. I'll also tell you when my one-on-one openings are and future climbing training programs available. All right, thanks again.